following podcast contains spoilers and words like and gosh Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing. It's your boy, B. Dizzle, and Topher is not with me yet again this week. He's still just sitting around at home thinking about babies. And instead, I've got a wonderful, wonderful guest, great friend of the show, friend for a long time. We started around the same time. It's our good friend from the Movie Journey podcast, Daniel Hendo Henderson. How you doing, buddy? B. Dizzle. It is great to be on the show, mate. Good to hear your lovely voice. Oh, you. Oh, you. It's good It's good to have you here. We've been on your show a couple of times doing the Pod v. Pod, which long-time listeners of yours will know that I am exceptional at. Oh, I think, I think you're lying there, sir. <laughs> yes, I may, I may have lost every Pod v. Pod I've been on. Topher had to go by himself to finally win one. <laughs> yeah, that's embarrassing for me. <laughs> but it's so good to finally have your voice over here on our neck of the woods. How you been? Yeah, I'm doing all right down here. Uh, a little bit uh, de- uh, a state below use. Uh, we had our COVID restrictions uh, ease off recently, so it's getting a lot better down here. Uh, cinemas finally opened back up, so I'm pretty keen to get back out there and start watching some movies in the you know the dark room with the popcorn. <laughs> uh, really, really can't wait for that. Nice, nice. Well, yes, this week we didn't get to the cinemas or anything. We watched a release that was dropping on Amazon. We are talking about Borat's subsequent movie film, colon, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit one's glorious nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> Very long. Really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it totally does. Totally does. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it then. Borat's subsequent movie film is a 2020 American mockumentary comedy film directed by Jason Walliner in his feature directorial debut. It stars, of course, Sasha Baron Cohen as the fictional Borat Sagdiev and Maria Bakalova as his daughter Tuta, and with a couple of cameos from real-life people popping up in there. Uh, all right, let's get into it then. Are you a fan of the original Borat? Yeah, I really enjoy the original film. And I still do. Like I watched it, maybe I watched it about six months ago again. And I think it still holds up. I think there's a, like when you see it the first time back in 2006, I think it was. Right. Uh, there, there was a lot of, it's it's a film that you can just quote a lot. Like he's, you know, Borat is that classic character where you've just got all those those quippy lines, that high five, my wife, all that, my all wife. that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But watching it more recently, I, I feel like, that's not what I was really paying attention to. And it's more so the the inside jokes that he's going for and the way he he sort of manipulates these 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 bystanders who have no idea what's going on to say and do stuff that you just you you wouldn't see in like in real life in a way. You know what I mean? Like the, him going around America and catching these people off guard, making them think that it's something completely different to what it is. Yeah. And just some of the stuff they do and say <laughs> is just absolutely outrageous. Yeah, that's what I find is is great about the Borat character. I don't remember being a huge fan of the original film, and I never watched the Ali G show or anything. But what I really do appreciate is that no matter how outrageous and over-the-top Borat is, he's never the most outrageous thing on screen because exactly. the real people are such – they're even more caricatures than you could actually make up, which I think is what really works about Borat. And I think that's that's the genius of Sasha Baron Cohen is that he he has this knack of getting people to do this. Like the way he the way he says stuff and the way he acts, he's never 
like he's never the one who's actually doing the most profane thing. It's it's more so he he knows exactly he knows his audience. He knows the people he's talking to, and he just needs to just give them that little push, and they'll they'll do they'll do it for him. Yeah, he's obviously really good at making people comfortable. You know, like in I, I've had jobs before where a big part of it has been interviewing people. You know, for television, radio, and the biggest part of the job is honestly just chatting to people before you start rolling and just making yeah. them comfortable so that they come across naturally and, and and are natural. And he obviously is very, very good at that. I mean, obviously he lies to them. There's no question about that. Yeah. Nobody ever knows what is really being filmed, what its purpose is, stuff like that. But he's obviously a real people person, which really works in his favor. Yeah, absolutely. So so you watch you rewatched the original about six months ago. How do you feel that this one holds up because this i don't know about you but i was shocked when i heard about this movie this was a complete surprise i think to just about everyone really that this happened like it's it's been a very long time since the original well i remember seeing the article that came out about him at that that rally when he dressed up as the country singer and i saw the video of him doing that and it never even clicked that he was like he was doing another film like this. Like I thought it might have been something to do with his uh, This Is America, I believe, the the show that he did. I thought it was going to have something to do with that. Yeah. So, yeah, when it came up that, oh, second Borat film's coming out, I'm like, it seemed it seemed very timely. Like it's like you you feel like, well, the election's just about to come out. So, yeah. he, I feel like he's definitely got he's he's definitely got his side of the agenda here he wants to promote and he really pushes that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I, I feel like this film is even more political than the first one. I don't think there's any questioning that. It's a it's a very politically motivated film. Um I I've I've read some critique and I've heard some others say that one thing they don't like about this film is that they feel like it's more scripted and like there are less truly interactive moments. But maybe I'm in the minority because I actually preferred this film to the original and i think that the scripted storyline that goes through it about him and his daughter actually adds a really really nice touch to it i think and it's it's a clever move to have her there you know obviously you've got him in the disguises and stuff but he is a very recognizable face so to have this unknown come in as a character that can can help lull these people into a false sense of security was a smart move from the start but i think the way that they wove it into the story really actually worked for me yeah i agree i think that the story that they have with him and his daughter, it actually works really well. And I think that they have some really good chemistry with each other in those scenes where he doesn't have the hidden cameras on everyone else. But I feel like where this film does falter is in those hidden camera moments or those times where he is trying to get people to do and say what he wants. Because that is where I feel like it is like much more scripted than what the original Borat was when he was doing that to these people. This this really felt like, uh, it kind of felt like a lot of these people were in on it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I've read some things about, I mean, and as I said, obviously a lot of them were lied to. You look at the debutante ball, they, they knew that that thing was staged. They didn't know what it was for. I don't know how much they knew. I'm sure they didn't know about the- the menstrual bloodness of it all. <laughs> but- I don't think they knew any of that, but I think I actually think with the debutante ball, that was actually a standout because there's there's never a full camera in their face. Like the ones where he's yeah. talking to people one-on-one, the stuff that he's actually doing and saying, it just feels like this, at least a couple of these people had to have been in on the joke and were, were going along with it. Whereas, you know, especially with, with the original Borat where – 
that's they've really gone along with this. This is this is a you know someone from Kazakhstan who's learning about America. They're really trying to to educate this person. Where here it just feels like it's it's like it is little comedic vignettes. Yeah. But a lot of them, he's just really trying to push them to do and say the wrong things, and they, and the way they they do go along with it, it kind of feels like no one, no one for this reason would go along with this. Yeah, I know what you mean. Even even the people who come across very well, like for example, the 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 babysitter who looks yes. after his daughter. Now she comes across very very well in the film, and and I know that there's been a bit of controversy because she is a huge part of the film, didn't get paid much. And I saw that there was a GoFundMe campaign that ended up getting, I think, around 70 grand or so for her. Yeah, um, I, but- I'm pretty sure I read that that she was under the impression it was a documentary about, um, like, young women being, like, forced to marry older yes. men. And yeah. here's the thing for me. I think that premise alone is too much info. I think that already kind of sways her. to, And obviously, you know, they're going to tell these people what they need to tell them to get what they want out of the story. So they wanted yes. her to be that that comforting, you know, no, that's not right. But I feel like, you know, that backstory is too much sway towards that. And I mean, I don't know what else they could have told her, but I just feel like that. And it's the same with the old women at the synagogue. They were told that it was a documentary about, you know, this guy, you need to convince him that, you know, the Holocaust happened and stuff. And yeah, I just feel like that's that's too much. That's just giving away too much of what the story is. And, and that's why you don't get those genuine reactions, I think. Yeah, but I think that's where the problem lies with having this Borat character and his style of movie, this mockumentary. While having this uh, sub-story of him and his daughter, you need to have the hidden camera stuff coincide with that, which means they have to push those, you know, fake stories to these people so that it works with it. With the original Borat, what, what's his what's his story there? He, he's doing a fake documentary to for Kazakhstan about America and he's trying to find Pamela Anderson. I mean that that's yeah. literally it. Like he can do anything with that. Yeah. That's and true. That, yeah, and that's where that's where I think that while the 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 scripted story in this film works very well with their relationship, that it, it makes the hidden camera stuff flounder. I agree, yeah. I think there are two Two hidden camera things that really stand out to me. The first is the the guy at the electronics shop that Mora um, <laughs> uses to fax things. I think that that yep. is one of the ones that stands out. And again, it's what works about that is that they're not relying on that guy for anything other than to kind of not react, really. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah exactly. That and I did laugh quite a bit when they were at the- the abortion center after she ate the the baby cupcake. I I, I had yeah. a chuckle at that. I think they're the two that really stand out for me. Everything else, I I tend to agree with you that I don't think they really worked all that well. Like I feel like some of the ones where, like the one where he's talking to the guy about putting her in the cage, like which cage is good for you know the girl, and like I feel so even if these people are genuinely real and the way they are acting. It's kind of like they're being peer pressured. Like you, it's uncomfortable to yeah. say no. Yeah. Like the woman who has to put the, the that slogan on the cake. Like she, is she really going to be pressure? Like is she going to be pressurized to say no? I'm not going to do this. It's just so, all right. Let's just do this and get this done. Yes, I I, I agree with you. I, I tend to not like what I class as nasty humor. I don't like when humor is at someone else's expense, which I feel like for a lot of this movie it is. You know, even like you look at the rednecks. Like okay, sure. They're, they're rednecks and they think that Democrats are worse than COVID. And that's not a great opinion to have. But at the same time, they let this guy into their house and he stays with yeah. them for like five days. So, you know, and yet we're kind of meant to 
go along with having a joke at their expense and, you know, like, look how stupid these people are. But they're they're pretty nice guys, really. Yeah, they <laughs> seem like genuine nice guys who have just, you know, kind of been told the wrong thing and have gone along with it. Yeah, and so that's always been my problem with hidden camera humour. I much prefer hidden camera stuff when it is at the uh, the actor's expense, you know, like- I don't know if you've ever watched Impractical Jokers, but they do a lot of stuff where they are the butt of the joke. And for me, that's what really works. And and you're just kind of capturing other people's reactions. Whereas I think for mm-hmm. this, there's too much where it is just making fun of of genuine people. Yeah, no, I agree with that. What what do you think about the the whole political agenda here? Us being Australians, and you know, don't, I I really know don't know too much about American politics at all. Uh, what was your stance on? how far he was leaning towards the uh, the Trump and the Pence of it all. Yeah. I mean, every, everyone has their agenda. Like this is, in a lot of ways, this reminded me mostly of a Michael Moore film, really, rather than, than a Borat oh, yeah. film. Like I think that this is, it's, it's very political. And look, as far as the agenda goes, uh, uh, I guess I, I tend to lean more left. So for me, I'm like, yeah, this is my side. I'm okay with this. <laughs> but yeah, at, the sa- at the same time, um, I mean, most people who are left are left and most people who are right are right. And you're really not you're not going to change anyone's opinion by doing a, yeah. a film like this. So yeah, while, while it is kind of funny for people who lean to the left to, you know, have a laugh at this and, you know, laugh at the rednecks who think Democrats are worse than COVID, like that's all good and well. But- I mean, you are definitely limiting your audience. Like, you know, there's not a Republican inside who is going to watch and enjoy this movie and you're really not changing anyone's opinions. I know that he was very, very firm on getting this out before the election um, because I know it was meant to go theatrical and then obviously it got got moved to Amazon, but he was very keen on still getting it out before the election. But uh, yeah, to me, I'm a little bit like, I mean, why? You're not you're not going to change anything. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like with him really trying to push this agenda, it's it's much easier to see where he's edited it, it where he's edited it to his his portion. Like the Rudy the Rudy Giuliani stuff, while it, you know, it's it's clearly awful and that I just as you know, as someone who you know who does a podcast and does a lot of editing, you can really tell where the things aren't supposed to be there, especially in that scene. Like the some of the sound bites that they use, you don't see them. You don't see them talking. They cut to certain shots that are clearly not happening at that exact moment. Really, just to push the agenda that you know Giuliani, you know he's a big piece of shit. When you know, like you said. Anyone who thinks he's a big piece of shit already thinks he's a big piece of shit. Well, that's like, right. No, yeah. And anyone who doesn't isn't going to change their mind over this. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we've seen that in the last couple of weeks. Like, we've all had a great laugh at him hosting a press conference outside of oh, that yeah. landscaping company. <laughs> but, you know, anyone who's already a Republican is like, hey, you know, he's supporting small businesses. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. 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 I agree with you. And just to, to prove your point about editing, I'm going to insert a little sound drop here of you saying something that you wouldn't normally say. <laughs> just... <laughs> Just to have a little bit of fun. <laughs> it, it, it must be me saying, like, sometimes you just got to knuckle Dean. It's so hard. You literally had, like, a two-hour window, like, on a Wednesday, in the, like, at midday to knuckle Dean. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think that brings me to what I was going to bring up next. I don't really rate the the overall construction of the film, the editing, the just the way it's put together. I was actually quite surprised to learn that this film was going to be theatrical because at least to me, it feels much more to me like a TV special than it does a film. 
I don't okay. feel like this really stands alone as as a movie. And while the first Borat definitely entered the cultural zeitgeist as, you know, I mean, as you said, he's very quotable, you know, very nice and my wife, yep. like that stuff is, that's like 15 years old now and people still say it. I really can't see this one holding the same weight to it. And not just because it went straight to streaming. It just, it doesn't have that same feel for me, I think. I also feel like this film is going to age poorly as well. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah, what way? I mean, in p- political wise, like now that the election is, you know, virtually over, yeah. watching it after the fact is is you're going to be watching a whole lot of political nonsense and it's not going to have the same lasting power as say original Borat would where, you know, yeah. there's there's nothing he's pushing it. Like you can just watch that for the story that it is. Yep, that's true. Yep, definitely. I must say I must say I like how he lent into the fact that people recognize Borat now. How his character of Borat goes back to America and people start chasing him on the streets. I thought that I thought that was ingenious how he did that and how Borat now has to be in disguise. So you, Sasha Baron Cohen in disguise, <laughs> in disguise. I know it's that next level meta-ness. It's like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, where it's like you know he's a guy playing a guy playing another guy. Something about yeah, exactly. that just it gives you a little chuckle. Like it's pretty funny. Yeah. I thought that was good, <laughs> especially when he really hams that up. You know, like when he is you know like the country singer, and he really is. You can see that that's that's not Sasha Baron Cohen pretending to be that guy. That's yeah. Borat pretending to be that guy. There's something about yeah. that that is really fun yeah no i agree with that what did you think of the the big end revelation like the whole coronavirus reveal yeah see this is this is part of the problem and i I agree with you that this is where it's really gonna date and i think this is why it felt more like a special to me you know like i think of things lately like i don't know if you're a south park watcher but they recently did a, a pandemic special that was like a feature length on coronavirus and yeah, I uh, I stopped watching South Park a couple of years ago. Around, <laughs> yeah. the, around when around when they started doing the whole Trump stuff, I was like, yeah, ah, okay, yeah. I'm I'm a bit over it now. Yep, and it's a little bit the same reason as as you probably weren't as engaged in this movie. It, it feels very, it's it's got its agenda, which is great. And and as I said, I I actually you know politically, I, I guess I agree with the agenda, yeah, but I don't find that stuff as entertaining to watch really because yeah. it's all a little bit too real and it's all a little bit too present. Like you say, it's, it's not the kind of thing you're going to rewatch in, in a year or two. And I know that obviously this is a little bit different because it is, I mean, it's, it's a mockumentary, but for all intents and purposes, it's, it's filmed like a documentary. They're filming this in real time. They've got hundreds of hours of footage. And of mm-hmm. course they were unfortunately filming during coronavirus. So I can imagine that this all involved rewrites to get to where it is. And oh yeah, for, for me, sure. it feels messy. It, it doesn't feel coherent with the rest of the film. And, and as you say, it definitely dates it. So I kind of wish that they had done what they could to ignore the coronavirus or at least not lean into it in that last kind of 10 minutes like they did. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. I'm sure there are some people out there who found it funny. But, I mean, as you say, I certainly can't imagine re-watching this in 10 years. Well, I actually – I did re-watch this for the show today because I watched it uh, when it first came out. And then when we decided to do Borat, I, I went and re-watched it. And, yeah, actually, I actually lowered it uh, after watching it the second time because it just didn't have that, that staying power like we've just discussed. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. For me, I think the real breakout is Maria Bakalova. I think that she – um, for me, is the star of this film. I think that she adds a lot of heart to it, which I, I guess is is hard to imagine when you're talking about the Borat character having <laughs> heart. But, uh, you know, and it's interesting that we got two 
kind of very, very, very long after sequels this year about a father-daughter relationship. And this knocked Jay and Silent Bob reboot out of the park for me in terms of the emotion of it. Like, <laughs> really? Who would have, like, Kevin Smith can be such a great writer, but this film somehow managed to have more emotion in it than that in the father-daughter relationship. Well, I, I was I, surprised I, by that. I agree. I think Maria Baklova is the the absolute standout of this film. And if she was not in this film, it, it, it would be a train wreck. Like it would yes. be nowhere near as good as it would have been if, you know, if she wasn't there. Uh, I feel like even the scenes where she does the hidden camera stuff by herself, I think yep. they're more the standout scenes than when Borat's doing his hidden stuff. That one where she's at the the women's rally and she, <laughs> you know, she realizes what she can finally do, and that book that she's got is just is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she throws I, that yeah. out the window, and then when she she gets on the podium and starts talking to them all, like I was in fits. Yeah, I agree. I think that her standalone hidden camera stuff is is better than his in this film, and I think that she just adds a lot to the movie. I, I and you know, like chops to her because I'd imagine that the majority of this film, even the quote unquote scripted scenes, would probably be pretty heavily improvised. Um, so I think she's shown a lot of comedic chops in this film. So I'll be curious to see where she goes next because I think she was great. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to see what, what she does after this too. Maybe, uh, what, Borat 3? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, with the with this film and with the original Borat, there's little little tiny nuggets of jokes that come in. Like, there's you obviously got your big hidden camera portions. They take up a big chunk of the comedy. But there's also just, like, throwaway lines or quick throwaway gags and that. The, the one that really stood out to me was when – there, at the very start of the film, when he's talking about how he made a mockery of his country and everyone was disappointed and like people were throwing themselves <laughs> off the highest building and it's just the guy who just jumps off the second second story. Yeah. And <laughs> the bit that really makes that work is then when he stands up and just walks away. Stands <laughs> up and walks away. The direction he walks off in, it almost looked like to me like he was walking back towards the building to climb up and yeah, do it again. Give it another go. <laughs> Maybe I should go head first this time. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. I you know, there are some parts of this film that, oh, they kind of make you cringe a bit. I, You know, any kind of racial comedy really makes me a little bit uncomfortable. You know, I've got very good friends who are Jewish, and I know that obviously Sasha Baron Cohen is not anti-Semitic. So it's not, it's not serious, but there are some of the Jewish jokes that get a little bit heavy-handed for me. And I know that the Kazakhstan stuff, I believe that they've kind of uh, after this film kind of welcomed him back a bit. But I know that after the first Borat, the community of Kazakhstan was very unhappy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was massive backlash. So, yeah, I personally find that kind of stuff. I find that far harder to watch than any of the, you know, like the the debutante ball scene was nothing compared to him going into that synagogue with the big long nose on his face and stuff. Yeah. Like that, that kind of stuff is, for me, a little bit hard. Yeah, that was that was a rough scene. Yeah. Um- I find the debutante ball had one of my more genuine reactions when he's whispering to the dad, like, you know, how much, how much for my daughter? And he and he genuinely whispers, oh, yeah, about 500 bucks. And his daughter just turns to him and just gives him, like, that look, like, that's fucking gross. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, I, like that's, that's genuine. That is absolutely genuine there. And I was in fits. Like, I'm like, that's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I agree with you as far as the, the scripted stuff goes. The stuff at the start about why he had to leave Kazakhstan, there was some very good stuff in there. I do like the the reversal when he's celebrating that he's leaving and now everyone's booing at him as opposed to last time <laughs> yeah. when they were cheering. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, even just yeah, just, just those little throwbacks to the original where it's just reversed. Like there is some there is some like genius stuff in here, but I don't, I just don't think there was enough of it. Would you rewatch the first one again? Well, here's a question: Would you recommend that I rewatch the first one again? Because I haven't seen it probably since it came out. Yeah, I reckon you should because I think it's 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 better to look at it now when when you watch it the first when you watch it back then. And you're really just looking at those those quippy remarks that he does, and you know, where's the mankini, and you know, the you know, high five, and all that sort of stuff. You watch it now, where all that's all that stuff, like the fad has gone, and you actually go and watch it for what's actually happening in the in the movie with the uh, the specific jokes and gags that aren't his quips. I think yep. it it works a little better. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just the the thing about the first one is just how. Uh quotable it is like you said like that you come across people on the street and they'll just yell out you know very nice and you're like i yep, think yep. you're old enough for that <laughs> <laughs> all right so how are you scoring this one uh look the first time i saw it i did give it a six out of ten but i'm actually going to put it down to a five out of ten now yep I think that's yeah. exactly right on the nose. I, I'm a five out of ten as well. I think there is there's certainly enjoyable stuff here, and I think if if you're political at all, particularly left leaning, I think there's definitely stuff here you'll get enjoyment out of. I just don't think for me it works well enough as as a movie in its own right. I think is yeah. my biggest problem with it. No, I agree with that. All right, thank you so much for joining me here, Hendo. Can you tell our good listeners where they can find your show. I'm sure that they're already all listening, but tell them anyway. Well, if you're not listening, uh, we are at the Movie Journey. Uh, that is anywhere you can find regular podcasts. You know, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, all the regular podcast catches, and some of the obscure podcast catches. I'm sure we're over there. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Movie Journey, and you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just search for the Mo- Movie Journey. It's basically just type in the Movie Journey podcast, and th- there's our list. <laughs> it's a fantastic show. I've been a listener for a long time. You guys started literally, I think, the, the month after us or something, and we kind of became fast Twitter friends when we were both trying to trying to build up our shows. And you guys have just gone from strength to strength. It's just a wonderful show. There's so much variety. So I can highly recommend listening. If you if you like our show and what we do, where we have a bit of a laugh and watch a movie, then you'll definitely like the movie journey. So give it a try. Thank you very much, mate. No worries. All righty. Plans are that hopefully Topher will be back next week. We'll be checking out Mank together if all goes well. So look forward to that. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and we will catch you next week. Wait, can I I, I say Topher? Go watch a movie. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) 